Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Lifelisten Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. We are going to answer some listener questions this week. We put a call out on our Facebook community group asking Mm -hmm. you guys if you had any questions for us. And you did. Mm -hmm. You did. Good questions, too. Yeah. I'm excited about this. (laughs) I totally am, too. And in fact, some of your questions were were so good that we are actually going to probably turn those into complete episodes. Yeah. So if you don't hear your question being answered, it might be because we're going to devote an entire week to it because it was so awesome. Yeah, there were, yeah, I don't even know how many of these we'll get through because some of them were really good. Oh, totally. Yes. But before we get to that, we have to do our weekly self-care update. Kristen, tell me what is going on with you. Well, there have been some highs and some lows. Do you do that with your kids? Do you guys do highs and lows? Okay, so we used to do highs and lows because of you. You told me about it. I'm like, that's the (laughs) best idea. But we've kind of, we have failed at that recently. But now I think I'm going to have to start again. But tell everybody about your highs and lows. Well, yeah, our kid, we do high, we do highs and lows at the table every night with my kids. It's like the only way they talk to me. But we are so we are in such a habit about it. Even though they're teenagers, like they, we sit down to dinner and they just start doing it. Oh, I love and it's it. It's the only way to get teenagers to speak. I love it. Um, but anyway, my own personal highs and lows. <laughs> um, you know, things have been going a lot better since um, my remodel is almost done. It's not all the way done, but. For the first time in my adult life, I have an office and a desk. Bam! I saw it myself. It is so awesome. And it, well, it's actually a desk in my room. But yeah, my but room is big enough to accommodate a desk without it being like at the foot of my bed. Oh yeah, it totally. It's its own. It's its own space for sure. It's its own little. It's a. It's an alcove. We'll call it, it an alcove. It's an alcove exactly. Yes. But um, it has truly been a game changer to have a space to sit and work. I mean, I just. I have been, you know, a work from home mother for 10 years. And for 10 years, I've worked from my sofa in the middle of the living room, in the middle of the chaos, where I can see the dishes. And it's been really unhealthy. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And so it is, I mean, I can't, I can't even, it, it has been one of those, it's not just like, oh, this is nice or this looks good. It has been a quality of life change. Absolutely. I bet the focus is just so much more. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I mean, even right now, my children are all downstairs. Yeah. And previously, I would have been doing this sitting on my bed, but I'm at a desk and I feel like a grown up. (laughs) Right. It's so nice. I was just thinking, we, I really wish we would have, um, we've taken photos to have like photographic evidence of all of the weird positions and places we have been in since starting this podcast. I mean, just like kneeling on the floor with the microphone Uh on the bed, my head inside my husband's blazers (laughs) in the closet. It's really high tech. We're so professional. Do you remember that time? There was a time when I had this mic and there was something weird about 
there was something broken with it. And the only way it wouldn't pick up a buzz is if I laid the mic on the bed and then I laid on the bed. <laughs> we, I think we did three episodes like that where you were laying uh-huh. on the bed with your uh-huh. face on the blanket with the mic on the blanket as well. I mean, what? Correct. You guys, you guys. Well, also have- we did three episodes like that because despite how painful that was, as soon as the podcast was done, I completely forgot to buy another mic for right. two weeks in a row. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it just like, well, that's, that's one thing about us. It's like when, when, when we're done with the recording for the day, it's like, okay, shut it down. All Goodbye. Right. We, we were actually just talking about this too. We both are introverts. We both have a limited amount of energy to expend on verbally um, speaking in a day. Yes. And honestly... You mentioned it to me last week, and I was like, okay, I thought I was the only one. When, when we're done doing these, it's like I have to just take – I have to, like, rest. <laughs> I have to rest. I feel like oh, I am getting yeah. sick. <laughs> yes, it's so weird. You would not think that recording a podcast would be, you know, like expending extroversion energy, but it absolutely is. But I'm also reminded of the time. Do you remember – I think it was at the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs. We did a – day-long <laughs> podcast recording session, yes. and there was a party that night, like a good party, yeah. and you and I put on our pajamas and laid in bed <laughs> yes. at like 7 p.m. We did. We got on the couch in our pajamas, and we rented a movie, but if you recall correctly, I had to go to sleep, like actually get into bed and go to yeah. sleep at 9 or something. It Well, and then I out. stayed up and watched the stupid movie ever. I don't even remember the name of it. It was so it was stupid. Like a big fat disappointment. And we spent so so we we were spinning the wheels on which movie that we were going to rent, we, and we, we picked were. this really horrible one. <laughs> and it was, of course, like twenty dollars because it was a hotel movie rental. <laughs> it's like the most I've spent on a movie in a year. We're awesome. <laughs> we're just awesome. Uh, okay, and then my low is, I mean, just can I say it anymore? I need my kids to go back to school. We everyone in the world has had their kids back in school, but out here in California, they don't go back till September. So. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm real oh, ready. Girl, I know. You're almost there. I don't even know. We just so started. It's just a total game changer. It's just so nice. It's so nice. Although I, I always get super um, anxious at, okay, in school transition periods, when school ends and when school begins, I find those are my two times of the year that I have a lot of anxiety. And... I is it anxiety for yourself or for your kids? It's just, it's generalized anxiety, almost where it's not even anxious thoughts. It is physical, you know, the tight chest, the, mm. um, the feeling slightly dizzy, and it happens every year at the same time. And that's the good thing. It's very predictable, so I don't really spin mm-hmm. about it much. Um, but I think for me, even even as easy as it seems, my kids have been in school for a long time. Transitions like that just throw me off a little bit. It's like moving into a new season just sends me into a little bit of an internal tizzy. And, you know, once school's been in for a couple of weeks or once, you know, we're, we, we go into summer for a couple of weeks, it just dissipates, but it happens every spring and fall. That's interesting I because I am the opposite. My kids go back to school and I feel like I hear the birds singing <laughs> and I'm like, I have a new lease on life. Like most people. I I love my kids, but like it is so much. It's so much. It's a lot. It's a lot. But you are, you're so close, man. 
You can I know, feel I'm it. I'm really close. You're super, super close. So, and it feels great. It does. It's just so nice to be able to have that day to get your work finished and whatever you need to do. So, how about you? I have, I am so proud to talk about this because I think I have finally, in 43 years, I have figured out my exercise routine and it's actually sticking. And okay. that is a huge thing for me to say because let me break it down. This is what I do. I get really excited about something, whether it be a workout plan or a new gym class or a new gym or whatever. Yep. And I go full bore, like <laughs> full bore five days a week in it to win it. And two things inevitably happen. One, I burn out insanely yeah. quickly or yeah. two, I injure myself. That has been yeah. my life story for so long and why I can't seem to stick with anything. Cause it's just something about me. I think you're very similar. Yeah. That I oh, just feel like completely. I, I got to do it. I got to like go all in. Like I have to like, well, that's a very Enneagram three thing too. Totally. Yes. It is totally that. So I finally had a little come to Jesus meeting with myself and was like, Sarah, you need to just start slow and stick with something that's basic. Like forget all these weights and tone it up and bikini workouts and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I just decided I really like my new neighborhood that I live in. It's a very walkable mm -hmm. neighborhood. So totally. every morning I walk between three and four miles. And I, that's have, amazing. I have stuck with this for a couple of months now. And it's so nice because it clears my head. Now I will say this, of course this happened to me. The first couple of weeks, I think I talked about this with you briefly on a previous podcast. I was wearing these shoes that weren't giving me much support and I actually injured my foot and I was so pissed. I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am trying to slow things down. Not go crazy. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm like, I'm walking <laughs> in my neighborhood and I hurt my foot. So I had to go get these special, you know, whatever. They're not special. Just, you know, actually sh shoes that actually have stability and cushion in them. And mm -hmm, I let not that. Not just cute ones. Yeah, not just cute ones. Not just cute <laughs> little black Adidas ones hopping around that weigh one ounce. No, right, I had to get right, some right. pretty ugly no. ones. But, you know, I let that heal. That was a month or so ago. Everything's great. And I've stuck with it. And I've stuck with it because it's just, it's, it's nothing over the top. I'm not trying to like push myself out or, you know, anything. And it sticks. And I feel so good mentally and physically with Absolutely. this new thing. And it's just, you know. I think that's so good. Yeah. Part of me sometimes is like, oh, maybe I should start running. And I, I find myself doing that Enneagram three thing. Well, I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to step it up. But I'm like, no, walking three to four miles a day is great. Like that's It's so great. So great. And I think that there is so much like psychological benefit to walking. Me too. Just being because you're not in an exercise class with loud music pumping and someone telling you what to do. You can... You, you can really sit with your thoughts when you're walking. Absolutely. And just there's something about being in nature. Oh, uh, I completely you know, agree. The breeze blowing in your face, looking at the trees. And right yep. now, a lot of the butterflies are starting to come in. It's just like butterflies everywhere. And I mean, you start thinking these thoughts, you know, that just get you out of your like racing day-to-day -day mind, you know. Totally. So I really enjoyed it. Now, I have to say I started this in the summer. And, you know, it gets pretty cold here in the winter. I was just so, about to ask, like, yeah. how will you deal with that in the winter? 
Well, I'm just going to have to, luckily our winters aren't brutal. I mean, we have a couple of weeks usually where it's like really, really cold, but we don't get a lot of snow, any of that. So I'm just going to have to bundle up, you know, wear um, a puffer jacket and a hat and that'll probably feel good to get out there and get moving, but we'll see what happens. But I'm really just sticking to this, listening to good music. Um, and Grant, I have to say that I also have the um, ability to do this. I drop my kids off at school. Like I, I get mm-hmm. up, I get, this is my thing. I get up, I throw on my, cl- my walkout, like my workout clothes right when I wake up. And then I get my kids ready for school, take them to school, drop them at like 8 a.m., come right home and hit it. Because if I yep. come home and sit down at my computer... I will not go. And so that's why I, I always get dressed first. I mean, it's like literally I walk in the door, I drop my keys down, um, get my headset, and I walk right back out and start walking. And then, and then after that, do you shower for the day? Yes. Yes. See, here's where I have struggled with that in the past is like my brain tells me, no, you have to sit down and work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? But then, and then what's hard is if I do that, because my kids don't start school till 8, then I walk. Right. Then I shower and I'm not sitting down to work till 10. And that feels like really late. I know. I've kind of, I, f- I feel the same way. I will say like, for instance, it is noon right now. I'm still in my workout clothes. <laughs> the yeah, shower hasn't that even happened yet. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I have deadlines or whatever, it's just like, you know what, I'm going to work on this the whole time. But I just feel like I can't let myself get into that space where I feel like, oh, I just have to start working at nine because then I'm throwing off all of my self-care. And it's um, so true though. It's so true. And I think another good thing is like maybe not starting until 10, 10 30, which we had the luxury of doing because we work at home. I know a lot of people don't have these luxury. They go into work, but, um, I feel like I don't, I don't fart around (laughs) as much as I would. Like, I'm like, okay, I've got to get this stuff done. I've got four hours, four and a half hours. And I really, it's, I find I minimize my kind of goofing off or scrolling incessantly through whatever. I mean, okay. I'm just going to admit something that's really unflattering, but it's so absolutely true because so often I tell myself, you have to get straight to work. You don't have time to walk. Right. And I sit at my computer from 8 a.m. till 10. Yeah. Oh yeah. And do nothing, and yeah. at ten go. Oh crap! I've done nothing. Yes. I ha-, you know. It, no, that's that is I my life. I could have walked. Yeah, that's my life, and that's why I just refuse. I, it's like a non-negotiable with me now. Uh, I'm going yeah. on the walk. I'm going I on the walk. I need to get on this train. I and, need to do this. And you have like the ultimate beauty around you. For I mean, you can go well, down to the okay. beach. You can walk around the neighborhood. Here's the problem with that, though. I don't have a good neighborhood for walking. You don't have sidewalks there, do you? We do have sidewalks. Um, It's just, you know, my neighborhood's kind of a concrete jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no trees. It's just, it's not, it's not nature. Right. (laughs) You know? Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's a mixed neighborhood. And then it's pretty much socked in with freeways and Harbor Boulevard, which is like a sketchy street. So I don't really like to walk in my neighborhood. I really like to walk that bike path, but um, it's a little sketch down there too because I, if anyone is in Southern California, there is a river jetty that has been besieged by homeless um, communities. Besieged yeah. is not the right word. That sounds derogatory. It is, it, but it is an enclave of, of tent communities. And yes. so I just have not walked down there in a while. Every time I try, it just doesn't feel totally safe. But you know, you're not that far from Back Bay. 
Oh my gosh. It's so funny that you said that because I walked back Bay last week and I said to my boyfriend, this is right by my house. Why am I not walking back Bay? Back Bay is perfect. You're right. That's what you should do. Just like forgot about it. Yeah. That's what I, that's where I walked every day I walked when I lived down there and I love it. It's, it's beautiful. Back Bay is life. I mean, for people who don't live here and we're using these terms, but it's, it's like this very deep inlet. Yes. Um, with water, but hilly and just tons of wildflowers. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And so see, we're going to, we're going to have a self-care update in a couple of weeks here. And you're going to be like, I've been walking every day and it's amazing. If it's not, you should shame me. I will. You should shame me. You know, I will. I'm I'm, actually, I'm typing that right now. Shame Kristen (laughs) if she doesn't walk. Set a reminder to shame Kristen. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a sec to give a little shout out for those of you who have left us reviews on iTunes. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, it is one of the ways that people find our podcast is when you guys leave reviews. And we wanted to read one that made us feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> this one is from Sandy198128. And Sandy says... It's an ideal mix of facts and fun. This is a great show that's both enjoyable and very informative. I feel like I'm just having a cup of tea or glass of wine with best friends. It's super relatable and entertaining. I've loved all the topics thus far and look forward to more. Thank you, Sandy. You make our hearts feel full. You do, Sandy. Thank you. I know. So if you guys do enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you would take a minute to leave us a review. It truly is helpful for us. Um, as we are moving forward. And of course, if you haven't joined our Facebook community, you just simply must. Um, Uh, Oh, yeah. We talk about episode topics, but so much more. I mean, just this week, we talked about everything from earrings hurting our ears to dealing with kids in puberty to the best hand mixers for the kitchen. Um, What else? Like being an introvert and an extroverted job. It's just- Oh, there were so many good conversations this week. Yeah. Yeah. For it sure. is my favorite online destination. I'm, I'm not even lying. I love going in there. I do too. It's kind of like I just pop in there. That The Facebook community group is super, super fun. So yes. we've got some thumbs up for you guys today. Um, my first thumbs up, I had on my, I, I put it on my Instagram stories last weekend. I had so many questions about it. It is um, the li- it's a it's called the little feminist puzzle, and it's a five hundred piece puzzle that's Love. super colorful that has like twelve women in history that have done great things, and I mean not only are the colors adorable and it's cute, but it fostered the best conversations with my daughter because she was like, "Who's Harriet Tubman?" Wait, who, you know, who's Billie Jean King? And we just talked about all of these women and what they've done. And it's just amazing. And then I also found out that the same company that makes this puzzle also does some books for young, for younger children that you can buy. What are they called? Because Um, I don't, I don't know. I think they're, they might be called the little feminist books and it might be that, each one is a different, has a different subject, but because I just got a set of books for my daughter and of course I'm not prepared to talk about them, but I'll put them in the Facebook community, but there were four books and they were like women heroes in STEM and women heroes in activism. Oh, that's cool. 
That's very cool. Yeah. This, this company who makes this is called Mud Puppy. I'm actually looking at it. Okay. I just pulled it up. They have a little feminist board book set. So we're talking, this is for young, young kids. Oh, got it. So they're little square board books, but it has, looks like it has Frida, um, who else? And there, there's four and they're just so cute. The illustrations are beautiful. So that might be something if you've got a little one that you're reading to at night or like likes to look through books, that might be a great option as well. But it I is just a great puzzle. Um, we still have it sitting out in our living room. And it was pretty challenging. It took us about um, three, probably three hours, three or four hours to get oh, through wow. it. Because you know me, Enneagram 3. We're not taking a break. Let's just keep No, this is getting done. done. We are making this puzzle complete right now. Okay. Um, So so that's number one. And then my second, which kind of goes hand in hand with my walking, I finally invested in a pair of wireless in-ear headphones. Um, I just got really sick of, you know, my Apple ones dangling about and getting all, oh my gosh. I mean, just, I get so frustrated trying to untangle that thing every day. So these are by, um, they're the Dre Beats, you know, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, like, but they're in-ear ones. They're not like the big, the big old uh, over-ear headphones. And right. They, they kind of like, there's like this thing that fits around your neck and then they go up into your ear. So they don't look all Star Trekky, like those little things you put in your ears that have like the little, yes. I don't like those. I'm sorry. I just, I don't like them. I'm not going to use them. If you use them, that's awesome. I just, I don't know. So these are really great. They have great sound quality. They have different colors, of course, because I'm a wing for special snowflake. I had to get my rose gold, my matte rose gold. Of, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if, what if you got shiny rose gold? That would be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like a commoner. No. Like. <laughs> okay. I just spit on myself. Um, <laughs> and you know what? You know that I really zoomed in on those to make sure they weren't too shiny. You know I did. Of course you did. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask about these headphones because I have, like, sensitive ears. Yes. Okay, so you know how, like, okay, if you buy an iPhone and you get the headphones that come with an iPhone, they're like yes. a circle, but they don't go all the way in your ear. Yes. But then they have these other kinds that it seems like everyone makes that like stick inside your ear really right. far. Which kind are these? Well, let me tell you, Kristen Howerton, you get a variety of ear tips with oh. them. So you can fix, see, that's my thing. My ears always hurt. It does not matter. I don't know what it is about these little in-ear whether they're the Apple one or they're small, they just kind of irritate my ears. And so you can yeah. go through and find the perfect size that fits just perfectly in your ear without hurting it or being too big or bulky or whatever. That was a big okay. plus for me too. This is good to know because I just, there are many, many earbuds that I just cannot use. I think you might like these. Now the, there, you can definitely get the tips to be much smaller. So then they go kind of into the ear canal, but not freakishly so where you think it might get lost in there. But I... On the Facebook group, I was yes. so intrigued by the fact that you cannot wear earrings anymore. Well, I was so intrigued. So I'm the one who left that comment. And I was fascinated that so many other women were like, yes, yes I can't wear earrings. Like so many of us. And so do you think it's a late onset allergy? Yeah, well, I I do. I, I always have been allergic to nickel. And my daughter, India, is 
oh my gosh, so allergic. Like I have to buy her like surgical earrings. But I have also bought nickel free and those also bug me. So I don't know if you saw another commenter said that it could also be an allergy to gold. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you can be allergic to all kinds of things. So I think it could be because here's the thing. I did have, um, what do you call those? Infinity hoops in my, in my second and third holes. Uh Uh-huh which I had bought from a piercer, so they were like perfectly stainless steel. Right. Those didn't bother me. Okay. But you know what might be? But if be? I buy earrings from Target, I oh, just... Oh, yeah. Even if they say nickel-free, I'm dying. I'm dying. Well, the, the rods that I had put in mine when I had that triple piercing, they're yeah. titanium. And apparently titanium yeah. is like the, it's like the most hypoallergenic. There's no chance of it having any of the metal alloys or whatever. And they seem to do fine. So maybe you might just have to end up going back to your piercer and finding a pair you really like that have titanium. Or like you said, it's stainless steel doesn't seem to bother you. Yeah. And I, th- I thought about that. The only bummer is then like, you know, you just, you can't buy a bunch of trendy earrings that way. Oh, I know. You know, I know. <laughs> then you're stuck with like a stud. I know. Or a loop. I don't know. It's a bummer. Because I do, you know, I, I think earrings are cute. Yeah. I mean, my friend Jen Hatmaker is constantly wearing these like adorable like feathery, dangly earrings, and I'm just like, I'm too old. <laughs> too old for those. Gonna research all of this for you. I'm gonna figure okay. this out. Sarah, could you just figure it out? Gonna for figure me it out. And send me some Amazon links to earrings yep. that I can wear. Yep. I'll put them out there for everyone on the Facebook group because apparently there are a lot really of you that have the same that. issue. Okay, so my first recommendation today is on the natural deodorant tip, which we've talked about many times. Um, and I'm constantly searching for the best one. So mm-hmm. there's a brand called Native. Mm-hmm. And I, I have you used Native? Have you I've, tried them? I've seen them, but I have not tried them. Okay. Well, I will say they're not my favorite. This brand has not been my favorite um, because I don't think it's as effective. Now, I actually, I like the feel of their deodorant. I like the scents. Um, they have less um, baking soda in their... Um, you know, blend. And so it doesn't irritate as much, Yeah, but I have found it just not to totally work. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have really good sense. So anyway, native just came out with one that has activated charcoal in it. Okay. And it totally works for me. Really? And it's my new favorite. Yeah. What color is it? Gray. Does it come off gray? You know, sometimes Um, like those darker colored ones can discolor. I know. And no, I, I'm, I'm, I wish you, I wish you could see me right now, which was this video. Cause I'm wearing a tank top and I literally just lifted up my armpit to look. Yes. Um, no, it okay. is not like some of those that do discolor. They've just figured it out. I mean, it's not just activated charcoal. Like that's one of the ingredients. Cause I think some of the brands that's like the the main ingredient, you know, they don't right. use baking soda, soda. They only use the activated charcoal. This isn't baking soda free. Okay. It's just baking soda light. Interesting. Um, it's really nice. And I really like the smell. I was using the Schmitz activated charcoal for uh-huh. a long time, but uh-huh. that smell just started to bug me. Okay. This one's more citrusy. Okay. I really like it. I might have to check it out. Yeah. Um, And then my other one, which I also talked about in the Facebook community group, is that I was at Target and found this Bodum iced coffee maker for like 10 bucks. And then I actually found it on Amazon for 10 bucks. So I'm going to link up to that if you guys want to order it because I don't think Target carries it anymore. It was on sale because they were discontinuing it. But 
So I have an iced coffee habit and I will also confess many times a week, I will order an iced coffee to Starbucks from my mobile app and go pick it up. I drop the kids off at school and I'm like, I'm just going to run by Starbucks and grab an iced coffee because I just, the problem is you can't just whip up an iced coffee at home. No, no. I mean, that's like, that takes, that takes time. It does. It's a process. So I finally bought this thing and it is a French press, but it's big. And so what you do is at night you put your coffee, you know, you put a half a cup of coffee and water into this thing and it holds 12 cups. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a lid. So you put the lid on it and you put it in the fridge. In the morning, you take the lid off. You put the the French press plunger down. So there you've got your cold, perfect iced coffee. So I have to remember to do it at night, but it makes so many cups that it will actually last me for a couple days in the fridge. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. I really, I actually really love it. And they're usually $30, but for some reason, the black one only... On Amazon right now is ten at the at the time of this recording, is ten dollars. Huh? And that'd be a nice little treat. I feel like it is. It is a so treat. I just keep that, and then I put some almond milk and some stevia in it. So it's you know, it's a pretty benign little treat every day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look into that. Ten bucks. I mean, that's a that's a steal. I know. I really can't believe it's so cheap because it's it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. All right, quick break for um, a word from one of our sponsors. Um, We are talking about Canvas people who we've talked about many times. They are one of our favorites. So we all have a lot of photos, those ones that we cherish and adore. But I know that for many of us, those photos are sitting on our phone or on our computer rather than being displayed on our walls. Yes, they are. So, you know, we got some great photos of our kids on our trips to Colorado and California this summer. And I really love that Canvas People gives me the option to transform those photos into beautiful, unique, museum-quality canvases that are super easy to hang, and they make really fabulous home decor. They do. And by the way... Kristen, right now, Canvas people will give today's listeners an 11 by 14 canvas, a $69.99 value for free. That's right, for free. All you pay is shipping. All you have to do is text SELFIE to 484848. Ooh. Yeah. This is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. text and get your, yeah. Um, Yeah, Canvas people is great. Ordering is really easy. I have many of their canvases hanging in my home. They are of impressive quality. They're light, durable, easy to hang. We really think you guys are going to love them. So again, 11 by 14 Canvas for free. Text SELFIE to 484848. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to 484848. Okay, let's hit the questions, my friend. All right. Questions. Well, one question we got was um, someone asked me if my views of adoption have changed over time. And I, I mean, that's a topic I could talk about at great length, and I have written about it quite a bit. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I don't know that my views have changed that much. I think I had some pretty strong and relatively informed views on adoption when I started the process. Um And so I'm just, rather than saying how they changed, I'll just articulate some of those views, I guess, that I, that I think I still hold. I mean, maybe they've been like more solidified since I've adopted. Yeah. Um, 
I feel very strongly that adoption um, is, I don't know how to say it. it it's, not, um, it's not to be done with like a savior mentality. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I think it is a redemptive act, but I think it's important to understand that adoption is born of loss for kids. Um, adoption only happens because something went wrong, right? Right, right. So, you know, I still believe that there is loss inherent in adoption that has to be recognized and that, you know, it's super important for adoptive parents not to kind of live in some kind of a savior mentality like, well, you know, if I hadn't come along or they should be so grateful to me, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I think um, that adoption should be a last resort for a child. I think that if at all possible, kids should live with their biological families. Um, I think that kids should not be adopted because a family is, you know, too impoverished to care for their child. And I think that people in general um, need to support struggling families as much as they support adoption. Well, that's you know? a really good point. Um, because, you know, we, yeah, you could spend a whole lot of money ado- to adopt a child, um, but you could also spend money, you know, supporting fa- a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, you know, for, for my life, it's just been important for me to do both. So we always have an, and continue to support um, organizations that make sure that, fam- that families and kids can stay together. Right. Um, and I think, um, I think that race is very important in adoption. And I think that, you know, anyone who adopts outside their own race has a lot of learning, like a lifetime of learning, um, to do. And it's vitally important that, you know, you surround your kids with people who look like them, adults and kids who look like them. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, those are some of the big ones. Oh, one last one is I just, I think it's really important to adopt kids who need, need homes. And I think, you know, a lot of people go into adoption and they want like the newborn. Right. Um, but I think most of the waiting kids are older kids of color. Yeah. Um, and the, and I wish more people would consider those kids. Yeah. But that's, I don't know. I could talk forever on that one, but those are, I I think some of my, probably my biggest views, but I, I, those didn't change. I, I held those before I came into the process, but I think they've just been affirmed. Right. Right. And I do think it's important for people to know too. I mean, you have written so eloquently about this many, many times. So if that's of interest to our listeners, um, check out Kristen's blog. She has some really poignant essays and posts about adoption that she's written over the past, I don't know, decade really, right? Over a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should definitely check those out too. Yeah, absolutely. On my blog, Raging at Siminivan.com, there's lots, um, lots and lots and lots of writing on adoption. Yes. So the next question we have was uh, what we wish we did differently during our toddler years. And mm. um, which was not very difficult for me because I have two children, but they're four years apart in age. So I only had one toddler at a time. <laughs> and for me, it would just be to chill with my first one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's just your typical firstborn, first time being a mom. You know, I was just like purelling everything and so worried about, <laughs> you know, germs and don't touch that. And, 
you know, with my second, I, I, she could eat off the floor. I don't even care. And it's funny. And I don't know if it's coincidental, but my firstborn, you know, gets sick a lot more than my secondborn does. That's so funny. I, I know. Um, but I think Well, it, my kid that never gets sick is the kid who lived in an orphanage. During <laughs> exactly. Years. We've talked about this before. Never gets sick. We've talked about this before. But I think it's really like the toddler years. It's really, for me, it's about, I wish I would have given myself a little more grace and yeah. not been so type three and, um, you know, type A, really, and just trying to like control everything. Totally. Um, that's what I would have told myself. What about you? You know, it's funny because what I was going to say is pretty similar to what you're saying, which is just, I wish I had let myself off the hook more. I had four (laughs) at a time. Right. Right. I had four kids within four years. And so it was a nutty time for me, but like looking back, I can't say like, I wish I had done something differently because I know I was doing the best I could. Oh yeah. Like I was just surviving and it was sheer chaos I did not enjoy that stage of parenting. I, I personally, I think it's really difficult. You oh. know, I love the ages my kids are right now. Um, but the toddler years are just, I, I mean, it is just sheer chaos. It is. So, yeah, my only thing, you know, I don't think there's anything I could have done differently because, like, how, I mean, you're just, like, walking through the day keeping everyone fed and alive. <laughs> keeping everyone alive. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, and I, and I may, I did it. So yay. So I just, I wish I would have just been easier on myself. Yeah. That's really it. People out there, give yourself some grace with those toddlers. It's hard. It's chaotic. It won't last forever. And you'll suddenly have children that are taller than you Mm -hmm. and be like, whoa, how'd that happen? That was, uh, that seemed like yesterday, but yeah. So just keep, just keep on pressing through. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. The next question is someone asked, how did we meet and become friends? And you know what, Sarah? I don't remember where uh, we first met. I know. I, by the way, this was our most, this was the most liked comment. So, I mean, a question. Um, and I was, I have been racking my brain. Okay. I, I have an idea. Okay. What's your idea? And then I'll but tell you But you'll have to, you'll have to vet this. Okay. I think it might have been, I did a... Um, influencer event for crochet kids and I invited a bunch of local bloggers and I think we might have met there that could be it I I I think I recall getting an email from you and yeah it might have been because of that event um it, it might have been an invite to that event with something else I remember getting the email I was already reading your blog I mean I think you you were reading my blog yeah totally um, like we'd been reading each other yeah and um but yeah, I can't remember exactly it was the first like in-person meet, meeting, but what happened very soon after that was that since we lived in the same area, Kristen and I were invited to a lot of influencer programs um, together. And so yeah. we would see each other a lot. And then through just socializing through that, we realized we lived really close to one another. Um, we had kids around the same age. Um and then that, it was funny because I even got into my email program today and I, I looked back to see if I had any really old ones. Oh, that's funny. And the oldest one I found was actually from 2012. So, you know, six years ago, but it was something about, it was something about schools. We were thinking about maybe putting our kids in the same school. 
Oh, um, yes. But what's really cool for Kristen and I is that, so we had this like, you know, social interaction, but we found that we just kind of had this really, this good banter between us. And that's when we started to work for Babbel together. Yeah. And we filmed that video series called Mama Said, where it was a weekly series just covering random subjects involving parenthood. And yes. so at that point, we were seeing each other almost weekly. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of like, it was kind of like a work, like you're my work bestie. I saw that somewhere about being work besties, like work totally. bestie, which totally evolved into a much deeper friendship. Yes. So. Yes. By the way, if people want to watch those, those Babel videos <laughs> live on YouTube. <laughs> they do. They live on YouTube. It's called Mama Said. And um, I, I think they're, are they on my channel? I have them yours? both. They're, they're, they both were are, uploaded yes. to your channel, but I have them shared to my YouTube channel as well. Yeah. And occasionally I will send Kristen a video of us from six years ago and comment oh on gosh. how fresh faced and vibrant we looked so much younger. I mean, we were like babies. There's nothing quite like being a blogger to oh. just like have it thrown in your face, like oh how much God. younger you used to look. Seriously. We look so different in those videos. We look so different. Yeah. It's weird. I know. It just makes me. I... And the hair progression. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some hair progressions. You've had some we different have. shades oh, of boy. blonde. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I, I mean, there, I had a very brassy yellow phase in there. Oh, the, I, I'd like to call it butterscotch. Yeah. When it wasn't That's, really, it didn't really look butterscotch in person, but there was something we, I don't know how these videos were edited or whatever. Yes. But like yes. there were a couple where your hair was like straight up like butterscotch ne pinky. Yeah. It was like neon yellow. Yeah. I know. It looked so bad on camera. This is, this was the phase where I was coloring my own hair. Well, yeah. There yeah. you go. Anyway. There you go. It did not work out Trend so well. setter. You were setting a trend. You were setting a trend. Whatever. <laughs> okay. The next question is, which of course we loved this one. If we could choose to be an Enneagram type, what would it be? And of <laughs> course we have the same one. Of course. I would pick a seven. Duh. They're the fun people. I mean, the fun people, the fun they're people. having fun. They're not like sitting in their room worried about overanalyzing every single little thing. They're just having fun. They're just having fun, man. Fun. Like who, yeah. who doesn't want to be a seven? Who doesn't want yeah. to be like the party person? Like the fun yeah. party person. That's what I want to be too. Why would you want to be a three where you're like organizing everyone's oh fun? Why don't you just want to have the fun? Have the fun. Just have yeah. the fun and like not think about anything serious or talk about anything emotional. Just yeah, that sounds fun. amazing. I, I, I want to be, I want to be a seven so bad. I know. Did you see, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to bring it up again. But you know, I've told you guys about the Inia dog, the, the Twitter dog account. The dog is the best. Did you, Kristen, did you see the one? It's basically a little video of a woman opening, like, well, first of all, it said, like the narration is, I'm about to tell you a story that's very sad and very long. And the video is of this woman <laughs> opening the back hatch of a car in this like golden <laughs> retriever just, I mean, leaps from the car and goes running as fast as he can and jumps into a river. <laughs> <laughs> I saw 
saw that one. But the better one about a seven was, it was like a script and the therapist said, I'd like you to sink into your feelings. And there's this dog like hovering above a toilet bowl trying not to fall in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing I'll say about sevens because I was married to one for 20 years. They do have a lot of fun. It's not always fun for everyone around them. No. Because true. when your main focus is fun, it means everyone else does the hard things. Right. Um, right. But, but I would right. still like that life. Right. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I want the life. I don't think it's probably like the best for those around me, but I want it. Like what if I was just the one who showed up to things other people planned instead of being the one who planned it? That would be cool. <laughs> that would be right? cool. And I have to say my second runner-up would be a two- because, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, oh really? well, I'm just like, I, I wish I would do more things for people, be more helpful. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm not yeah. super helpful, but I don't really want to be a two. <laughs> like, <you> no. <laughs> yeah, because twos, I mean, it's just like your your life is revolving around how other people like it's not an independent, you know, like your 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 locus of control is outside yourself, which is not good. Yeah. But you know what's so funny, though, is when I try to conceptualize even this question, the the hard part of me, like, there's a part of me that thinks, but I wouldn't want to be anything but a three because then I wouldn't be getting things done, oh, which is no. such a three thing to think. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> like what I thought. I'm like, it's so down, meta. It's like, it is so meta. Deep down, <laughs> I like being a three. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I mean, I want to get stuff done. I want I, it, I want the accolades. I want all of it, yeah. which I realize is just so three. I mean, it's just, that's just a three. But that's what we have in common with, with the twos is, again, our locus of control is outside of ourself. Right. Which is never ideal. No. No. Yeah. Okay. So um, we had a question about how we deal with our very public lives. Yes. Um, and I feel like that could be a whole episode. It could. And I know I'm like, like, how long has this podcast been already? But um, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we have to skip that. No, basically, I just, um, as my kids get older, I'm way more cognizant of what I'm talking about. And, you know, my son does not like to be in photos, does not want to be talked about. I don't. Like, maybe he'll get a birthday post once a year, which is like pulling teeth. But it changes over time. I I don't let myself get into like my anxiety mode about it because then I'd probably like pack up a bag and go run for the hills and hide in a cabin somewhere. I yeah. Don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I think it absolutely changes over time. I mean, I think that, um, I have pulled back a ton from talking about my kids. I think that I reveal just a very small sliver of who my kids are, um, because they're older and, and their problems are more real life problems. You know, it's, it's no longer laughing about universal things like diapers. And, right. You know, exactly. These are it's, struggles. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The struggles now are like real teenage struggles and yeah. their friends follow me on Instagram. And, you know, I, I'm really careful now, really, really careful about what I say. Um, I also think that, you know, to be in a public spot, you just, you have to be ready for criticism. Like it's a part of the job. Um, if, as your influence grows, the criticism will grow like that, like that is a golden rule. There's no getting around that. There's no being perfect. 
so that you would never get the criticism. If your platform grows, your critics will grow. Mm-hmm. The end. And you just, you have to know that's a part of the job. Like there's no escaping it. You just, you have to know and you have to accept it, like radically accept it and then just be okay with it. Which Absolutely. Is that, which is really hard. And there's yeah. also a little, there's a, a level of anonymity that you miss a little bit. And obviously my largest audience is in Oklahoma city. That's where I live. And yeah. I have to think that way. I mean, going to the grocery store, restaurants, out in public, yeah, there might not be anyone who knows who the heck I am, but there also might be someone that knows who I am. And I, I, I have to find that that's something that I guess I wouldn't have to be thinking about if I didn't have this um, public life, life that I live. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm very cognizant yeah. when I'm in public that there could be someone sitting there, you know, that w- listens to the podcast, reads my blog, um, which is kind of a weird thing. That's a weird thing. Don't that you, is a weird It's a weird thing. feeling. Yeah, that is super weird. Yeah. And it's it's disconcerting. Like for me sometimes, like I'll meet another mom. Ah, yes. And then she'll be like, yeah, I follow you on Instagram. Yes. And then, you know, like that feels really awkward because yes. then I feel like I'm not just meeting a mom. Like I am living up to something. Or, yes. <sighs> yeah, oh, girl. It's hard. It is. It is hard. So it's kind of like I, I guess you'd say a day. It's a day by day thing. Yeah, um, it is. And then, you know, we had this other question that um, kind of was dealing with the same subject matter. Like, has there ever been a time when we, you know, recommended things publicly or spoke out for something publicly and then changed our mind or, you know. That was a good one. That was a great one. Well, it's it's funny. I mean, I'm very honest. I, I never feel like I can't retract something. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, for example, I talk about Stitch Fix all the time. But I've always been super honest about it. You know, like I get boxes where I send everything back and it's hit or miss. And, you know, so I I feel like I've always been really honest. Um, But I will say I'm going to go on record right now and recant a recommendation I made on this podcast over the holiday season, which is the Alexa dot. I'm so freaking irritated with them. Why? Oh, my gosh. Because, okay. When I recommended it, and it was a sincere recommendation, I mean, obviously, I wasn't being paid or anything, I had two of them in my home. Uh And that was working out okay, and I really liked them, right? So there was one in my daughter's room, and there was one in the living room. Then I got all the kids one, so there's one in every room. Come to find out, you cannot, like, create um, user accounts for kids, so if they ask Spotify to play, right. or if they ask Alexa to play a song, she is going to play. Spotify. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> my Alexa is sitting by my desk and playing a song. Um, that was funny. I just unplugged it. Anyway, so, it, you know, if my daughter says, Alexa, play a song from Spotify, it's from my account. Okay. So, I, you can. You can hook up a different Spotify. Do they have their own Spotify accounts? They do. You can hook that up. What? Yes. Because my Malou's Alexa Dot is hooked up to her Spotify account. Derby's is hooked up to his Spotify account. Because that happened, and I was so furious, because then I'd go on to, like, recently yes. listen or my Discover Weekly, and it's all crap. Like, you know, top 40. Uh, yeah. Crap. SpongeBob the Musical. Oh, well, we, no, we, we, <laughs> we, we, mine we, is. we didn't hit the musical. I was listening to all Ryan Seacrest yeah, music. Pop, 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 pop. I think you can. 
So now you're going to have you to resend sure? Because and resend. I have researched this. I, I know there's are. Okay. I, I know. All right. Then I need to find out. Well, but the other thing is, the other annoyance is you cannot, and I know this to be true because I really looked into this one. I wanted each of my kids to have their own daily briefing in the morning. Yeah. So that when you wake up, you say, Alexa, play my morning brief. Uh-huh. But you can only have one briefing on your account. So, like, I want to listen to NPR oh. News. But I want my kids to be able to wake okay, up sucks. and listen to a different thing. So, I don't know. It's, it's irritating. Well, what about, why is it if I have five Alexas in my house and I'm in the kitchen and I'm one foot away from Alexa and I say, Alexa, right. play blah, blah, the one in the living room starts playing, but the one right yeah. in front of me doesn't. Yeah. Now that makes me crazy. I don't know. I'm irritated. Oh, and then another thing, the kids Alexa, yeah, which I ordered for Karis, that one requires with their family time, whatever thing oh. to even use it. And oh, it's more lame. expensive. It's that's just lame. basically a kid's, it's an Alexa with a rubber case that requires a subscription. So stay away from the kids' Alexa. Dogs, Ooh, that stupid. sounds ridiculous. I know. Okay. What about you, though? Have you ever, I mean, I'm guessing because you've gone so green, but you didn't start there, that there's probably a whole slew of products that you've <laughs> oh my, recommended are you kidding in me? the past. If you go like five years and beyond on my blog, well, I mean, for crying out loud, I was the Pantene girl. You were in a 2012. Girl. I was <gasps> That's on right. the national commercials. I was the Pantene girl flipping my hair about. Um, but to me, it's like, yeah, I, I'll always say, hey, that was, I mean, I just feel like that's life. You do things and you decide, oh, I don't really like that as much. Or, I mean, when I was the Pantene girl, I had no idea what green beauty even was. I right. never even heard of non-toxic beauty. It wasn't until like the past three or four years that I've like dove deep. But yeah, if you go into my archives, it's just all like, all my makeup was super toxic and all yeah. of that. Um, it wasn't until I decided to change my mind. But I think that that's human. And I expect that of most people that um, have, that are online influencers, you know, you like something and then you change your mind or something happens and you don't like it anymore, you know, as long well, as. Well, although I also think we have to differentiate between a paid endorsement and True. a recommendation. Right. Cause like, right. hopefully people get that, that the, you know, those are two different things. Those and are two different things. You were paid and that was your job. Right. And that was, I mean, and trust me, that's hard. I mean, that was that was a very lucrative deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> deal yeah. was a national know? commercial. I, I kind of missed that. Kind of, kind of missed yeah. that a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, and I just think that nowadays, I, I think most bloggers that have, um, that seem that have the most integrity really aren't even going to go for the paid endorsements of things they really don't like, because it's just, first of all, it's no. super obvious. I mean, yep. I remember, a certain chain fast food restaurant that yep. I, I, I know you were involved or you were asked as well. And it would have paid, you know, a yep. year of college for my kids. Totally. But I was like, this just does not fit. So, Oh, I, this morning, this very morning opened an email um, from a company wanting me to promote something that is sold exclusively at Walmart. Yeah. And it wasn't promoting Walmart, but it was sold exclusively at Walmart and it was really good money. And I, I sat there with it open in my inbox for 10 minutes going, I could really use this money. Yeah. 
And then I just was ultimately like, I can't do it. I can't do Walmart. Like, can't do it. And don't you, because I think ultimately, don't you think it, it will bite you in the butt? Yes. It will. Because then people, yeah. you just, you, you, you lose credibility with the people oh, yeah. that trust you, you know? Totally. So, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and I, and I watch a lot of these people that are really into wellness and you know, there's something that they really wholeheartedly believe in, like some sort of ingredient or supplement that 10 years from now is probably going to deem people dead. They're going to be like, it's the worst thing you could ever take I it. I mean, that always happens. Totally. So you just kind of have to roll with no. it. So. In 10 years, we're going to find that find out that activated charcoal is causing totally cancer. and your pits your pits are ruined Kristen as we literally slather it on our teeth on our face on our armpits <laughs> let me just clean those teeth let me let me rinse with it little mouthwash yeah oh they you know they literally have activated charcoal mouthwash now oh they do and it actually does make your teeth really white yeah, I, I know. And I also have the powder for your teeth. But anyway, <laughs> it's the new kale. Activated charcoal is the new kale. Activated charcoal is the new kale. That's perfect. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we, we bid you adieu, people. We, had, we have some more questions. We'll maybe do this again in a couple of months. Do we will. We'll do it questions. again. Thanks, um, thanks for putting them in, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. And we will talk with you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to shepherd audio for our intro music. Take care.